Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hello, Ben. Hope everyone's doing well out there. Thank you all so much for listening. If Travis Irvine seems a little stupid on this episode, it's because he had his wisdom teeth pulled. (laughs) All four of them. I'm so dumb now. I can already hear people turning off the show. All right. We got a great episode. Willow. No, it's not just a fantastic character played by Warwick Davis. It's also a drilling activity that's going to be taking place in Anchorage, Alaska. It is a drilling project. It is called Willow. We're going to discuss what this means for Joe Biden. What does it mean for the people of the environmental left who supported Joe Biden? Obviously, the big winner here is Lisa Murkowski. The people uh, economically of Alaska are mm-hmm. thrilled from an economic perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But obviously, there is always a trade off when it comes to the environmental ramifications. Yeah. So we will discuss that. We will also discuss what is going on with Tesla and a whole series of of other stupid, dangerously stupid laws that are being proposed and potentially passed here in America. But to start things off, speaking of America, what's more American than Joe Exotic? Absolutely nothing. A self-made man who also Mm. self-destructed. And that's not easy to do. Joe Exotic from jail. He has time. Yeah. He has announced that he is going to run for president. In 2024. So the first two people that have announced they're going to run for president is Marianne. Good vibes. Good vibes, Marianne. Yeah. And Joe Exotic. (laughs) Different vibes. Marianne Williamson spreading peace, love. And then Joe, he's just spreading pure chaos. (laughs) And don't forget, Donald Trump has already announced he's the only one in the Republican Party who's announced. So we have your Republican Donald Trump, your Democrat Marianne Williamson, and I believe Joe Exotic announced that he's running with the Libertarian Party. What? they, They would. Yes, that's right on the paperwork. And you know what? The Libertarian Party would totally run him. So here we go. 2024. Here we go. There's nothing more libertarian than running a candidate who is in federal prison. (laughs) So true. Absolutely. Joe was sentenced to 22 years in the pokey. 
Uh, a judge resentenced him to 21 years, <laughs> reducing the original sentence by just one year. Now, the one thing that Joe did wrong, in my opinion, mm-hmm. he didn't take care of the animals very right, well. Right, he could right. have been better. Obviously, he put the lives uh, of his employees at risk. Right, and yes, right. he did. Well, he probably burnt the alligators and killed them also. <laughs> and yes, he did give old rotten Walmart meat and put that on pizza and then sell it to patrons. Sure. <laughs> I get it. That's, it's it, all American. It's, it's all, all uh, American. Please. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put on my Libertarian Party communications director hat and say, those were unjust federal laws. Joe Exotic, should be a free man. In many ways, I don't disagree. I, the one thing that he got busted for the most, mm-hmm. of course, was saying that he wanted to blow up that one. What was the name of the Carol lady? Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. That right. bitch but, Carol Baskin. <laughs> yes. And then so everyone's like, you can't do that to Carol. But I actually thought that was kind of fun. Well, you see, you know, Carol Baskin has also fallen from grace. You know, she the is. husband that was supposedly dead is not dead. He's in Honduras or something. He's found. Exactly. Yes. So, oh. but, but I was going to say that I actually feel represented by Joe Exotic more mm-hmm. than I do by any other candidate. Sure. I don't know. Uh, the math, the polygamy, whatever. Sure. We all We all have ups and downs. But I just all of it, just living free and just like you said, most American. And what's more presidential than having a murder for hire plot? <laughs> Isn't that, that <laughs> what gets people? Look what happened with LBJ. Oh, I mean, absolutely. that was a murder for hire plot on a macro scale. If the anything, Clintons, Joe, baby, the Clintons, they're still at it. They're still everyone out keeps there dying. murdering. Mm-hmm. Yep. Joe Exotic's got a great resume to be the next president <laughs> of the United States. And what's so nice is. He's already in jail. So when he's all corrupt and everything, we won't be like, lock him up. They'll be like, keep him there. It's going to be perfect. <laughs> would he get to forgive himself then? Like, would, if it just he magically, could himself? he could immediately pardon himself and then he'd go after all those corrupt FBI agents that put him there. Oh, then, To be honest that, with you. And that bitch Carol Baskins. Thank you very much. His rhetoric would sound the exact same as many people who are currently running for office as well. Yes. Perhaps yes. DeSantis. And uh, Donnie is uh, he'd be able to take a play from he'd take a play from their playbook and say it was the deep state. (laughs) And of course, more cats for everyone. More Mm. bad meat pizza. No, Mm. just more good times as a whole with Joe Exotic, a man so unbelievably charming. Mm -hmm. He made a straight man gay. And I would argue that he could actually win Florida over DeSantis thanks to his strong anti-alligator policy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's move on to some more serious news. Not that Joe isn't serious. Mm -hmm. We'll see what happens. I really hope he zooms in from jail for a presidential (laughs) debate within the Libertarian Party. Whatever the hell that party has become, it always sort of is what it's supposed to be, the Libertarian <laughs> yes. Party. I don't know what's, they're not right or wrong. It just is. Yeah. I, I never forget that in 2016, one of our potential candidates was John McAfee, yeah. who did murder his neighbor in <laughs> right. Belize and then was on the run from international law and Libertarian. And he got like, you know, 20% of the vote in the, the presidential nomination convention. So well, totally possible. You know what legislation Mr. Joe Exotic would not support mm. is new legislation being put forth right now in the state of Florida. It's House Bill 999. Flip it upside down because this one's <laughs> satanic. This would basically ban colleges. Again, mm. these are adults. These are people over the age of 18. 
it would ban colleges from supporting, quote, any programs or campus activities that espouse diversity, equity, or inclusion or critical race theory rhetoric, which is a complete violation of the First Amendment. Obviously, we all know that. There's many black fraternities and sororities that are concerned because under this legislation, they would be kicked off campus like it's Animal House. But instead of doing predatory behavior with drunk girls and getting (laughs) hammered and, uh, you know, messing with the uh, the uh, The cadets, messing with the dean and, and, and the cadets for the U.S. Army, they have done nothing wrong. But simply because they are black fraternities and sororities. They would be barred from Florida campuses. According to State Senator Chevron Jones, uh, they say that uh, as a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha, that is a founder of Equal Ground Florida, they say uh, that the law is so vague that HBCUs or other institutions, period, who have a black fraternities and sororities on their campus can practically say, we will no longer be supporting you on our campuses based off of this law. So oh my gosh. The fact that this is even being proposed is so insane. I can't believe that we're here in 2023 and I'm surprised this is coming from Florida. <laughs> you would think this would be George Washington's Alabama or George Wallace's uh, Alabama mm, mm. or George Washington's America for that <laughs> right? part. Yeah, but yeah, you would yeah. think that this would come from a civil uh, rights era. This is happening now, and it's so regressive and such a waste of time, and there's no other point to it other than just complete, I don't know, what, hatred and anger towards the idea of civic unity? Exactly. Civil unity? Exactly. How is this not federal? I mean, how is this not discrimination on a federal level? Well, I mean, even I mean, it's sure. the state doing it, but also, why isn't the federal government going, hey, you're literally saying they cannot have a program because they're black or can't have a program because what, they're gay? Also, what does it mean? What is divert? Like, what is the conversation of diversity? When I was a sociology minor, uh, I did a whole class on Polish studies. That's mm. diverse. Isn't that That's diversity? Diverse. Yeah. Remember back in the day when the Polish people would come in and be like, yeah, you fucking Polak. And then they were like, oh, no. And then the Germans came and you're like, yeah, fucking kraut. And then over time, they're like, well, you know, we're white. <laughs> you know, you can go. we just be white? But what does that even mean? Diversity right. training. How can you have American history without the idea of diversity? Right. That's what America is built on. You learned something from that class because you now work with Henry Zebrowski, one of the biggest Polish Mm -hmm. people I've ever met. Small in stature, but big in personality. Absolutely. And Fernando has an excellent point. This thing will go to court if it if it gets passed and makes DeSantis's desk and he signs it, it'll go to court immediately. I mean, I I think you're absolutely right. What stands out to me right now, House Bill 999, you're absolutely right, Ben. You flip it over. House Bill 666, that's Mark of the Beast. Don't ignore (laughs) it. But what a disgrace. House Bill 999 is a disgrace to the memory of the greatest black Republican I've Mm -hmm. ever met. And that's Herman Cain. Herman Cain. brought in to speak at a Trump rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma and caught COVID and died from it. It was very sad. So this is all just such a disgrace to Mr. Imagine there's no pizza himself. I know I had a chance to meet Herman Cain and his wife. And I said, I I said, I loved imagine there's no pizza. It makes me happy. He thought at first I was making fun of him and was it a little tongue in cheek? Sure. But I also (laughs) love that song. And if I was an employee at Godfather's pizza, and he was my CEO. 
I would smile and put the pepperonis <laughs> on that pie and say, I'm happy I'm not working for Joe Exotic because this meat's a fresh. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Mr. Herman Cain knew how to run a pizza place. I also met him. I also told him how much I loved Imagine There's No Pizza. I think he also thought I was making fun of him. But I, my favorite question was, this was probably back again, Ben, you probably remember when I was working that terrible mediate job where I had to interview news celebrities outside I of remember. News Corps headquarters. You'd come, home, you'd come home every single day be like, I saw Chris Cuomo getting off the sixth train. I ran after him, but he, he didn't stop for me. <laughs> he didn't stop. Herman Cain did, though. He was a gentleman, and I remember asking him if he'd ever run for president again, and he said, no way, Jose. And he walked off in class. It's the last time I saw him. I think you realized what a horrible process it is <laughs> uh, as we choose the next leader of our country in the wrong ways. Mm. It's a celebrity-driven process, yeah. not necessarily yeah, yeah. a policy-driven one. Also, this bill that is being proposed, it does not define what critical race theory rhetoric is. Hmm. Right. So what does that even mean? Vague. And, you know, we have this college campus nonsense. Uh, Charlie Kirk just went to go give a speech, mm. and there was a bunch of protesters, and there was like a it kerfluffle. Was it was Antifa. <laughs> it was a kerfluffle, I will say. <laughs> And I just don't understand what's happening because when I went to college, some douchebag would come and speak. We were just at a kegger. Who cares? I mean, <laughs> right. if Charlie Kirk yeah. can come to your school right. and convince anyone that he's right, that person is so fucking stupid that they should just follow him. And then it's just all going to end with you having a series of lipless children and there's no future for you. So why? I just don't quite understand why universities in this case, it's the it's the right wing of the uh, of the nation being so scared of words, rhetoric and conversation. What's wrong with people? OK, so I think you both those things you just talked about kind of tie together. So the vagueness, I think, is on purpose because the mm. vaguer you make it, the easier you can then buffet style. You know, you can decide whether right, you right. like something or don't like something and then either add it to the pile or this has to go mm. or don't add it to the pile. We love the Bible. It's diverse, but we still love it, you know, right. that the and then that is then tied into what that next point you made with why are they obsessing about these words? Well, because that's part of the, it being vague. It's the words you use. That's what's woke. That's what the enemy is, not the actual mm. actions. And of course, when it comes to the most recent bank collapse who are going to be bailed out despite their hatred of socialism, uh, there's many people blaming wokeness for that, as opposed to the corrupt economic a system that we're currently in. And now, of course, the bank, what was it, SVP? SV, Silicon, Silicon Valley. Valley Bank. Thank you. Yes, uh, SVB. Uh, many people believe that they shouldn't be bailed out, but then there's a lot of people that have a lot of money in that bank, but it was run by inept people. And the idea that it was wokeness that caused for it to go bankrupt is one of the most asinine things I've ever heard. I personally believe instead of a bailout, uh, those people should be looking to pay bail and be detained because mm. what they did was criminal mm -hmm. uh, with other people's money. Mm -hmm. There's also legislation a little bit different than this, obviously, but on a federal level, speaking of economics, that would basically have a government guarantee on any bank at any time that uh, goes basically bankrupt, wastes all their money. So there's no incentive for these people to even invest your money to properly. Be smart with it. So the idea of like, oh, they're a fiduciary. If if I make money, they make money. All of that stuff is going to be out the window. And I think it's a horrible precedent. And I think it's ironic, again, because it's the same banks who are telling us that we can't afford Medicare and Medicaid because it's just adding too much 
to our already $5 trillion deficit. I would love to see a Venn diagram of how the people that are pro or against this bailout of this bank also align with the giving the student loan well, forgiveness. Oh, sure. I mean, mm-hmm. Gavin, Gavin Newsom, for example, is very pro bailout because he had a lot of money with the bank. Right. Oh, yeah. what a shock. Yeah. Same with the Ohio uh, uh Public workers, pensions, they had a bunch of money in that bank, too. I mean, and wow. you're absolutely right, Ben. I've I've now heard both sides in completeness. It, it sounds like the right is blaming the woke investments, the ESG investments of yeah. the Silicon Valley Bank and saying, well, those investments were doomed. And so this bank was doomed. And now the Democrats are bailing them out because it's a woke bank. But then if you <laughs> actually look at the facts of the deregulation of the banking systems under Trump. And don't forget all the way back to the the, the Glass-Steagall when mm-hmm. they destroyed that. I mean, my God, this goes back again, a lot of blood on a lot of hands from both sides. And here we are paying the bill again. And again, the idea that a woke bank could even exist <laughs> is a complete and utter lie. But that will continue to be the battering ram that Ron DeSantis uses as he runs for president. According to this legislation introduced by Representative Alex Andrade, he's a Republican. Uh, He also wants to limit discussions on race, gender identity, and sexuality in schools. We're not talking middle schools. We're talking, again, colleges where you're supposed to have these conversations and say, I agree, I disagree. But when you're disagreeing with someone, you're also classmates with them and you're sitting right next to them Mm -hmm. and you have a conversation. And I think Mm. that's why we live in this world where everyone just yells statements and doesn't hear for a response and just hopes to get the likes Mm. that are, that uh, agree. And uh, if you disagree, you're the devil. Andretti replied to a couple of student groups who were a little bit worried about this. He says, those student groups can continue to operate how they see fit currently, subject only to the policies and procedures that are content neutral that apply to all organizations, student organizations on campus. So we basically told black student unions or LGBT uh, organizations that they can still exist as long as you don't mention gender or race, which is like kind of something they're probably going to talk about. Right. Right. It's like banning Republican or young Republican groups and having them not mention how much they love Ronald Reagan. (laughs) So obviously there's a lot of blowback on this. State Representative Michelle Rayner Goolsby. Mm. Goolsby. Wow, (laughs) what a charming name. What a charming (laughs) name that is. Uh, This is what she has to say. They say, with our black fraternities and sororities, unlike the ones that are predominantly white, that are privately paid, our, our monies come through student activities, student government associations. So all of that money would also then be gone. Wow. Therefore, again, the Black Student Union and fraternities, sororities uh, would be, for all intents and purposes, right. dried up financially and much like a, a zit on the face, soon disappear. It's It's just insane, again, that this is, it's not just legislation, again, coming from some rural ass, you know, deep, traditionally right. red, you know, stupid ass uh, state. This is Florida, which might be the home state of the next president of the United States, mm-hmm. whether right. that be Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis. Ooh. This is where the mm-hmm. former president lives. This is where a, a potential future president lives or both. So it really adds, I think, a lot more. If you're if you're an American, stuff like this, I think it, it adds more weight to it. The fact it is coming from such an unbelievably crucial state in our electoral process. 
Yeah. And not to mention, it just goes hand in hand with all the other legislation we've seen coming out of Florida these last few years. Certainly the DeSantis years that it's more big government. You know, they they complain about the left being snowflakes and then they go do the most snowflakey legislation where they're trying to ban ideas and and keep ideas out of. And like you said, these are adults. You're adults. You're allowed to vote now. You're allowed to go die for your country. Exactly. And we want to keep these woke ideas away from you. Ooh, boo hoo. You don't you don't think they have gender or race conversations if you go to if you go into the military? Mm. You don't think that I mean, come on, what are we even talking about here? Yeah, exactly. Or if you go into a bar uh, with without with a fake ID, you got to have something to talk about. You're going to sure. be talking about gender. You're going to be talking about race. And you're going to be talking about, don't tell the bouncer, this isn't me on my ID. Yeah. I mean, are they going to ban like com- stand-up comedy? I mean, how many stand-up comedy, the idea of like, white people drive like this. <laughs> now, black people, they drive like this. Woo, woo. Because they're getting pulled over. Oh. You get it. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. But all of that stuff is predicated on what we all, this is, you can't have diversity without talking about these things. And yeah. you guys are just talking about surface level stuff. Right. What, it, mm-hmm. We're getting deeper. What if we go deeper? When uh, in a lot of my engineering classes, we talked about AI and AI, when you train it, believe it or not, the people you train it with really matters. Like uh, mm-hmm. facial identification software. Yeah. If you only right. train it with white people, it really sucks at identifying people that aren't white. Why? Right. Data. So it's the same. So now what, Ben? I'm not going to be able to conduct a legitimate study because I can't look for black people because that's too woke. It's, it's really it, it's a slippery slope to to. And what am I as a medical doctor? How, well, how am I just going to talk about gender and race? Because these are factors in right. in medicine. So I he's just gutting education as a whole. Yes, that's yes. it. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. And what's so interesting, going back to some other stupid legislation, this is in Oklahoma. Uh, what's interesting about this person's piece of legislation is that there was a, a a bill that was proposed that would bar schools from spanking children with disabilities. According okay. to state rep Jim Olson, he says that this is not right. He says that schools should be allowed to spank children with disabilities because he says, quote, the Bible would seem to endorse the use of corporal punishment. The Republicans' remarks came during a debate. The introduced legislation was by Representative John Talley. Uh, The bill failed to reach the necessary 51 yes to pass, receiving only 45 (laughs) votes in favor. So close. 43 (laughs) votes against and 13 excused. So in Oklahoma, they can't vote. Oh my God. They can't agree Mm. that spanking. Kids with disabilities is bad in schools. But if you even come close to mentioning uh, the fact that Martin Luther King had some good ideas, you're out of here. 
Oh, the, my God. The bill as written would pr- prohibit school districts personnel from, quote, from using corporal punishment on any student identified with a disability in accordance with the Individuals Disability Education Act and Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973. The bill defines corporal punishment as the deliberate infliction of physical pain by hitting, paddling, spanking, slapping, or any other physical uh, force used as a means of discipline. What the hell is wrong with the legislative body in Oklahoma where 43 people straight up were just like, we got to beat the hell out of him. Otherwise, uh, he's going to stay disabled. You got to see now if he can't. Now, you ever see how someone's cross-eyed, they get kicked by a mule and they're not cross-eyed anymore. We got to kick these kids like they're like, like we're the mule in their cross-eyed. You got to make them right. All right. I have a question. If you are mm. not disabled, are they currently beating you? You can. Yeah, you just get beaten. What? That's fine. So you want to you oh want to channel God. your inner usual suspects and just walk with a limp until the school day is over and then you'll be just fine. Uh speaking on the Oklahoma <laughs> state floor, Olson argued, this total piece of shit argued, God's word is higher than all those so-called experts. Oh Jesus. He says several scriptures could be read here. Now, this, again, when it comes to separation of church and state, this man's allowed to be a Christian. He's allowed to be a Muslim. He can be be whatever he wants to be. You cannot create policy based on your biblical interpretation of law. That Mm -hmm. would be antithesis to the separation of church and state. So that even beyond the point, uh, he says, let me read just one Proverbs 29. Okay. <laughs> the rod and the re- the rod and reproof oh, give no. wisdom. But a child left to himself bringeth his mother shame. Oh, so that would seem okay. to endorse the use of corporal punishment. Oh my god. Oh lordy. Lou. He's finding he's finding reasons in the Bible to beat people with this. Yeah, dude. In what? school. In school. As, as someone who was uh, spanked in school, I'll tell you one thing. All it does is make you really fucking pissed off for the rest of your life. Is this Ugh. like a religious school only, or this is public school? Maybe, being... This is just Oklahoma public schools. You're, are you serious? This is 2023. To, according to state rep Randy Randleman. Okay, well. His name is Randy, Randy Randleman. Oh, my God. A Republican. He's, he's a Republican <laughs> who also, he supports Olson's idea. Oh, dear. Oh, and, go on. <laughs> yes, and he says what's going on right now with the children is we're nurturing them too much. Oh. You know how easy it is to be a kid. We're nurturing them too much. Randy mm. Randleman said, if you nurture too much, that child's going to have control. He's going to take charge. But then there are other children that have anxiety. I wouldn't think about doing that. Oh, so basically, he wants to make sure that the children are broken. So as they get older, they can be citizens that just kowtow to every single thing that Randy Randleman wants them to break them in the beginning. And then, of course, keep them broken throughout all time. And that's how you maintain your little power. Can I can I have, oh. the, floor, can I have the floor for like a minute? I want to tell a story. So I was oh, listening boy. to I was I was listening to NPR. Uh, Fresh Air, one of my favorite stories. And yes. it was uh, a 1996 interview with uh, Terry Gross and uh, Jimmy Carter. Oh. And it was when he had just released his book in 1996, you know, telling. Oh, my God. It, and everyone ma- was like, death watch for Jimmy. 1996. Mm, is dude, he going to make it another no, year? He's going to hold strong a few more years. <laughs> I'm with you, Jimmy. But in 1996, he released a book about how it, how he worked with having faith and being the president. Sure. And he mm. talked about things like. 
he wouldn't have prayer services at the White House because he thought that was too much of blending of church and state. Sure. He would literally, this man understood what the difference was in church and state. How have we descended that far, Ben, in 30 years where we have a guy using the Bible to create laws and we have people in that judge that is now being almost that Trump judge that it might be convinced to literally ban an abortion drug. Right. 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 It's right. Right. Well, and also it's just, I mean, how often have we been talking the last few weeks about Republican legislature legislatures in multiple States yep. banning drag? Cause we don't want to harm the children. We don't want to harm the children. These <laughs> right. men in dresses. And then they're like spanking. Mm-hmm, sign me up. Oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> Randy Randleman. I want to do it myself. The thing here's about Randy Randleman is I, I don't, get hard when I see drag. <laughs> I get hard when I spank a child. So, good point. Good Didn't point. you also just have some massive fucking riot in Ohio with a drag show that was going on and some proud boys or some douchebags showed up? Oh, it's it's even worse. I mean, it, it wasn't a riot per se, but it was a protest gone horribly wrong outside of, again, a drag story hour. Uh, Ford Fisher, our fellow uh, documentarian yes. who we had on the show uh, in the last few years. Check out that episode. You know, he goes and documents these things just for the sake of documenting them. And I'm glad he did because people need to see what happens outside of these things. Not only did the Proud Boys show up and a bunch of anti-drag <laughs> folks, a bunch of neo-Nazis oh showed up. And then they all started fighting amongst themselves. <laughs> it is so bizarre. We have crossed the, the Rubicon in a lot of ways yes. and how people want to treat kids. And then meanwhile, Randy Randall is just sitting over there like, mm, I'm going to spank me some disabled kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a neo-Nazi, but I'm more of a Mussolini head. Oh, See now, okay. Dave, he's a, he's an Adolf fan. <laughs> right, right. So we have okay. some disagreements. We, we hate. We disagree sometimes <laughs> on but, you how know, we hate. <laughs> but we do come together because we both hate. And, and so that we can come together on. But I'm a Mussolini guy. I thought his speeches were a little bit better. So going back to Oklahoma, how many states do this? How many public schools allow for corporal punishment? Oh, my God. You're about to oh blow my boy. mind. Here you go. 19 Ugh. states <gasps> no! allow for corporal punishment in their public schools. That's two-fifths of the states. It's nuts. <laughs> so apparently this is something I didn't realize was happening. As what? often as it is, but it happens on a regular basis. And uh, I don't know. Uh, so Tally, that's the person who brought the bill. This is what they had to say. They say, and how, so you might be wondering, how common is this? Why is this even being proposed? So hmm. Tally, the person who brought the bill, they say, just over the last two years, we've had 63 school districts, 455 times there has been a special needs student that has had corporal punishment used against them in the state of Oklahoma. 455 times in two years, basically more than every other day because mm. the school the, the school uh, year isn't a full year. Right, right. So they're just beating the shit out of kids with disabilities oh. in Oklahoma public schools oh to the point God. where legislation had to be proposed. And then... They, they said, it. fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. It is insane. First Oklahoma kills Herman Cain, and now this. It really is nuts. So, again, if you're in the state of Oklahoma, uh, Jim Olson and the 43 other people who were against the bill that would ban beating the fuck out of special needs kids, let them know you hate them. Let them know how horrible they are. The 13 Pussies who excuse themselves, let them know you also hate them. Because if you can't, yeah. if you can't make a choice on this one, mm -hmm. 
I don't know what to tell you. Um, it is just, again, shocking and stupid, and I can't believe it's 2023. Yeah. I see this descending into like uh, they're going to start treating seizures with, uh, you know, uh, exorcisms. exorcisms. Yeah. Like, sure. We must or exercise the, the demons. Exercise the demons. The ride and the read. Bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> I got a ride for this read. You don't learn much about reading in school, but they are going to use the read oh. on you. Yeah. If you don't do things right. It's pretty. I mean, anyway, also, it's very again. disgusting. But I agree with Ben, because what I've learned here in Ohio is that state legislators are not used to hearing from their constituents. Right. right. This is why they do the things they do. So, yes, to all of our Oklahoma readers and please. listeners, please call Randy Randleman's office and give him a piece of your mind. Maybe bring the maybe maybe give him a spanking. <laughs> Honestly, bring some paddles when you see him walking into the state house. If they want to beat up if they want to beat up our children with disabilities in Oklahoma, uh it's not first of all school's tough no matter what. And then as a kid who had ADHD and a whole series of other fucking uh you know things that were pissing me off and rightfully so, but you know when you're young you got to you're you're young yeah. and you have to do what the adults say mm -hmm. even if you think they're quite stupid right yeah uh it's hard right. if you have dyslexia if you have adhd exactly. if you just can't sit there and you're like i don't know my brain's about to explode and your punishment is getting spanked and you, you think that's going to work and again gary olson or jim olson rather uh, the guy who is uh so in favor of spanking children looks like uh he might need to have his basement checked because Oof. I have a feeling there's a couple of kids with some welts on their booties down Ugh. there. Wow. <laughs> As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. All right. Well, let's move out of uh, legislation just quickly. Did you guys see what happened with Tesla? Mm. This is one of the funniest stories. So Tesla has a big sale, right? Mm. And so every Tesla is now 14% less than what it used to be. So oh. basically, if you bought a Tesla within the last eight months, your Tesla is now down 14%. So oh. all of these people who purchased Tesla are like super freaking pissed. And I think this is, again, just a reminder of who you follow. And uh, just remember that people like Elon Musk uh, they never have your best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. They don't care about you. And anyone who bought their Tesla thinking it's going to be great for resale, they got completely screwed. Oof. The rug has been pulled out from underneath them. But I suppose if you buy a Tesla now, well, at least you get a bit of a deal. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So it's just another example of uh, be careful, buyer beware. And uh, these large corporations, just whenever they want on a whim, they can take everything away. Hmm. And to totally screw you over, hmm. despite the fact that you're a valued customer. And we're all family here. Right. And then right. We're, we're like in a recession and stuff. So how interesting of a put it for him to put his cars on sale and do what he's doing. It's almost yeah. like he's 
broke or needs money really bad yeah. really fast I don't, interesting i don't know mm. what's gonna happen with that company but anyway yeah, just, d- despite the fact that elon musk has shown nothing but care for the consumers of all of his products for years and years mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Just thought mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting and i bring that up obviously because teslas they're electric cars yes and uh, electric cars they are a thing of the present and of course they'll be a thing of the future as well, well i think mm-hmm. what is that uh, well i I talk about this all the time behind the scenes, but the electric cars are here to save the car industry, not to save the planet. They don't give a fuck Mm. about the planet. Mm. And where does the energy for your electric car come from? It still comes from a goal, a coal plant or a gas power plant because you still have to plug the guy in. So unless we fix the actual system where the energy comes from, you're just making a, some guy very rich. All right. That's fascinating. And I'll just point out, I read an article today that uh, as part of the infrastructure plan, uh, the, the big bill, uh, they will be pumping $2.5 billion into creating 500,000 charging stations nationwide. So that is a big part that by 2030, uh, to Fernando's point, they are going to try to make our highway system basically ready for only electric cars. Obviously, gas stations will probably stick around as long as they can but i mean they're really just trying to turn over the whole grid to electric vehicles you don't think it's a positive as a net for the environment not to have so much exhaust does it waste about the same amount it the lithium batteries are toxic farming getting mining lithium destroys whole communities it just literally there's a a, just we're going to talk about the willow project in a second but they're having the same battle in nevada because of there's a lithium mine in there and tesla wants it you know and so again Car, electric cars are designed to save the car industry. They are not designed to save the planet. And, and I'll just point out that part of that article as well is that, you know, we're trying to decrease our carbon footprint by 50% by 2030. That's how the infrastructure bill, that's how it all kind of worked to, to do that. But car emissions are only 25% of all of our greenhouse gases here in America. So it is interesting to be investing this much taxpayer money. Mm. And then you look at where's it going? Who's building the charging stations? Mm-hmm. It's car companies. It's electric companies. It's utility companies. The same folks have been getting bailouts and handouts, corporate yeah. welfare, if you will, for decades and decades. So and a- Fernando is correct. But, you know, that being said, maybe I'll go get me a Tesla. Am I right to say the oil companies are also investing then? Yeah. Because, so they'll be making yeah, a lot of be- money hand over foot as well. Where does the energy for these charging stations come from? Right. It comes from the oil company that runs the oil power plant or the coal power plant. Well, let's move on and talk a little bit about the Biden administration. It's approved a massive drilling project in Alaska. It's called Willow. Now, this angered a lot of climate advocates. And the one thing I want to talk about here is, well, first of all, the project is planned to hold. It holds about 600 barrels of oil. Uh, They say it's going to add uh, about 9.2 million metric tons of planet warming carbon pollution a year. And that's equivalent to adding about 2 million gas powered cars to the road. The thing I want to talk about here is obviously it's a win for Lisa Murkowski. She says, we finally did it. Willow is finally reapproved, mm. and we can almost literally feel Alaska's future brightening because of it. It's going to increase the jobs. We're going to create thousands of new jobs, generating billions of dollars in new revenues. Okay, all of that might be true. From a political perspective, when we were just talking about Ron DeSantis, Florida, the just the, the social platform that he is going to be running on, the divisive platform he's going to be running on. Do you think that the Biden administration feels like they don't really need the environmental wing of the Democratic Party because um, DeSantis or Trump are so far 
to the right on social issues? Hmm. Because it must, they must have thought about this from a, from a, just a political perspective. Obviously, if, if Trump did this, it would have been news all over the place. Right, right. He's, right. he's killing, he's killing the world. But the Biden administration just sort of gave a Republican senator everything she ever wanted mm. in Lisa Murkowski. And of course, anyone that works in the legislative body in Alaska, conservative state as a whole, is thrilled. Right. So I, I'm just that was my thoughts on this. Obviously, you have the environmental angle. You have what's it going to do um, on a macro level. But then the micro politics of it. I feel like Joe just doesn't think he really needs this, what, maybe seven to 10% of the Democratic Party. I feel like he just thinks, well, fuck it, because I am running as a centrist demo corporate Democrat. Mm, That's what got him in there. Mm -hmm. And of course, then he can argue I'm for energy independence, as you know, Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump uh disagree with his Ukraine policy, despite the fact if either of them get in there it will continue to be the exact same. So he can say, no, I'm trying to avoid, you know, future uh, foreign conflict by drilling here in the United States. But let's not forget yeah. it's Alaska. And when we think of drilling, you got to think of Sarah Palin and drill, drill, baby, drill, drill, baby, drill. Absolutely. 2008 convention. I remember that chant. Yeah. It, it reminds me of Biden's stance kind of on immigration and the border, right? He's still technically, uh, apprehended more people at mm -hmm. the border than the Trump administration did, right? Title 42 is still in place. I think there's obviously efforts to try to get rid of that. But don't forget, when it, then it comes to energy, you're absolutely right. Joe Biden has been very centrist on that. He has technically unleashed more American energy independence than Trump did as well, because they saw the basically the energy crisis, what was happening with the Ukraine uh, conflict and seeing what was happening with natural gas prices. So technically, Joe Biden has unlocked more federal lands for drilling. And you could this also mm. plays in the hands of a, a corporate Democrat like Joe, Joe Manchin, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Who is in, in very much in the same all all of the above energy approach. So, yes, I think this does kind of fall into that. And, you know. Joe Biden can point to a few things he's done with the EPA and some a few regulations in terms of like those are good for the environment. Right. I know the EPA just redefined how many forever chemicals we can have in our water. That was a big step. So it's, it's kind of that tiptoe, moderate, corporate centrist Democrat dance, kind of like Bill Clinton used to mm -hmm. do where you, you do a few things that are good for the environment. But sure, when it comes to Alaska, I mean, don't forget, Alaska now is a Democrat a congressperson. Right. Uh, uh, she she took Don Young's seat. And because of the ranked choice voting, she beat someone who was too crazy, like Sarah Palin. So Alaska technically is a Democrat congressperson. And then, yeah, Lisa Murkowski, who's technically an independent Republican for a long time. This probably just checks all kinds of boxes for Joe Biden. No. Well, I think Travis is understating. it. I don't think they're tiptoeing. I think the Democrats have been especially Joe Biden has been very clear on where he he agrees with corporate corporate beliefs. Uh, two dots make a line. Three dots, you begin to see a pattern. So the you know mm. what happened recently with the train and the unions. Joe immediately wow. sided with the immediately sided with the corporations. So right now, Joe is siding with corporations. Do am mm -hmm. I surprised? No. But is this who the guy we voted for? And did we see him as such a corporate 
you know, so much into corporatism? No. And so it does surprise me. Well, of course, siding with the corporation is also siding with the people because they make up the corporation. But according to Representative Jared Huffman, uh, he is a Democrat out of California. He was speaking with the representatives for the Alaska Wilderness League and the Sierra Club. This is what he had to say. He says they brought the political pressure. None of that surprising. What is surprising and frankly disappointing is that a decision like this came down to politics. Now, Sierra Club uh, executive director Ben mm. Jealous, you might recognize him from the NAACP. He says, no doubt this will help with the reelection of every member of the mm. Alaska delegation. So a lot of politics at play. A big win for Murkowski. Um, and Perhaps this is part of a larger plan by uh, Joe Biden in order to uh, peel away some of those Republicans who feel as if, again, socially, uh, the Republican Party has gone too far. And if they have to hold their nose and vote for a Democrat, you might as well go with a with a drilling Joe Biden. And let's not forget John Fetterman, uh, who is on the men, but he came out and he um, reversed his opinion on fracking. You know, so I think Democrats also realize that uh, jobs, 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 and people need to work and the environment, well, mm -hmm. I suppose we'll deal with that when all hell breaks loose. Yeah. So that point you made earlier about does it matter to Joe that he's losing that seven to 10 percent? I don't think it matters when in the back end, uh, you know, Norfolk Southern and this oil company is giving me all the money to get reelected anyways. So, yeah. All right. And we will talk more about Norfolk Southern on the next episode because that story continues. And uh, obviously we'll keep you up to date with uh, everything else going on in this <laughs> crazy world of ours. So don't forget Abel against top hat officially endorsing yeah. Joe exotic 2024 <laughs> president, Joe exotic, Let's more old meat for you, mm -hmm. more yeah. old meat for me. Mm -hmm. If he had the, no, no, okay. He did what he could do with what he was given. If you gave him the budget of the Pentagon, do you not think this man could fix America, Ben? I think that he would give us old meat. No. I uh, Honestly, he'd, he'd spend it all on cats. Yeah. Or, or he would aim the entire military budget at alligators and that bitch Carol Baskins. Don't get me started. Yeah, yeah. Carol Baskin would be probably uh, incarcerated. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.